47? Uh, 46. That would have been, I feel like we haven't gotten it wrong in a long time, so mm. we're, we're about due. But yeah, I mean, we're starting to ruin the recurring joke because we're too organized. Mm. <laughs> well, let's just go with 47 then. Gotta make it sloppier. Yep. All right, cool. <laughs> Should we just call it episode 47? No, yo, let's but say then 51. the websites, it'll, it. say 50, it'll say 46, everyone. Let's say 51. <laughs> Welcome to episode 51 of Episode Talk. 51 of Moon Talk Radio. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. So, what are we doing? What's a podcast? Welcome back to Noob Talk Radio. Uh, howdy, everyone. Howdy, huh? That's... Howdy. Is, is it possibly the most annoying intro I've ever done in my life? Howdy? You know those moments where you, where you, where you say something and you, like, hate yourself after? Nope. Like, deeply. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you sleep better at night than I do. <laughs> yeah, hello, everyone, uh, and welcome back to Noob Talk Radio, episode 51. Rami, that's for you if you're still listening. Uh, hi, I'm Joshua Osborne. And uh, with me here today is T. Henderson. Howdy. T. <laughs> <laughs> how are you today? Uh, just fantastic. Very, very professional podcast. Thank you very yeah, much. We are, uh, we, we're, we're sitting here. We've got ties on. I wish we had ties on. You ever, do you feel like if you, if you were to wear a suit while you did the podcast, as opposed to the occasional house coat that you sometimes wear? I'd be much more not of today. a dick. <laughs> Would you? Yeah, totally. That's what I'm wondering. If we had suits, I mean, first of all, if we were wearing suits, it'd be a little ridiculous because... The incongruity with our, our our setting and what we'd be wearing would be just like pretty epic. Yeah, no, I, I wear sweatpants <laughs> and um, sometimes a house coat. You know, sometimes. I gotta say, your house coat is quite fetching. It's a very nice house coat. It's, I, um, I'm I'm frequently jealous of the comfort. You know, because I can see the comfort. It's it's quite nice, I have to say. Hoods on house coats are a big win. Man, you kind of look like a badass superhero or boxer about to enter a match, and also super relaxed at the same time. You know what I mean? No, but I'll dude, the house coat with a hood—it looks totally like a boxer well, entering they, the ring. They no? do, yeah, yeah. That is a <laughs> I mean, thing, yeah. Pretty but, much exactly the same. Yeah, except this is flannel and uh, <laughs> or polar fleece, and you know, uh, I don't know. Well, as a man who likes to be Fluffy. warm, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, at one point, I almost bought a. It was. Uh, it looked like the most comfortable house coat. Ever. Uh, it was on, like, Amazon or something. I don't even know. But um, The fact that you were browsing for house coats on Amazon is already incredible. That's where I got this from. Incredible. That's where I got with. this from. Um, no <laughs> That's shit. That's awesome. But, um, yeah, it was a Jedi robe that was a house coat, but it went all the way down. Like, it was actually, like... Was it called a Jedi robe? Yeah, yeah, no. It was So straight. it was, like, legit Star Wars? It was Star Wars 100%. Interesting. And it was huge. Like, so the <laughs> sleeves were, like, crazy long. And like Obi-Wan Kenobi style? Yeah, totally nice. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love but Obi-Wan. But super, super thick and, like, warm. I really wanted it, but I was like, you know... I'd... It sounds pretty cool, I gotta be honest. It was pretty dope. Yeah. Um, I didn't end up doing it, and I ended up with this one for, you know... A quarter of the price. Same to me. It just wasn't Jedi related. And I was like, you know, that's fine. I, I really, I don't like Star Wars that much anyways, you know? So when is, Dad, do we like Star Wars about the same? I, I know I like it more than you. Oh, definitely. But I still think that, because uh, you have an appreciation for the old films, right? Not really. Not really? Really? No. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I, re- I really love the old films. Yeah. That's, not um, me. That's, that's like, um, it's not on the level of uh, Lord of the Rings for... I guess I missed Lord of the Rings this past Christmas, but I usually do a once a year Lord of the Rings every Christmas kind of thing, hmm. and it's sort of like I don't know, just like it's it's if it's for me the equivalent of like going back to the books, I guess. Okay. I never got into the books. I tried really hard, and um, I like finally made it through the first Fellowship of the Rings. It's a, it's a video game podcast for sure. I, <laughs> I, I, at one time I made it through Lord of the, the first Fellowship of the Ring after like six tries. I feel like, hmm. and when I finally got through, I was like. Wow, I did not enjoy that. <laughs> so yeah, fair enough. I mean, with like with the exception of like a couple scenes that were like pretty neat, there was just 
too like the writing was a little undigestible for me and then there was a lot of just kind of whatever yeah you know like yeah. it was like some cool shit with like a whole bunch of nonsense between um yeah so for me lord of the rings was really like a much better appreciation because I, I absolutely did love the films they were great like, really, they were really, really well done yeah i still want to go to my buddy dan is from new zealand i still want to go to new zealand to just like see the beautiful sights you know mm. of the of the 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 whatever what what can i can i bring any lord of the rings references out of my ass the mountains of Lothlorien? No. The kings? Of, no. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a whole bunch of like famous. I think it's sites. like Lyurnia or something, right? <laughs> Maybe it's Caled. I, I don't know. Nice try. <laughs> but um... <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing apparently. Uh, no. All that to say, yeah, I thought of you in your house coats because last t- two cabins ago, I was at a cabin with a jacuzzi. And oh. there was house coats provided in every single room of the house hmm. for like optimal jacuzzi usage. Oh. And I thought that was pretty nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Did you steal one? Uh, no. <laughs> well. I wore one, but I didn't steal one. Okay. okay. <laughs> so you could say that the whole thing was a wasted opportunity. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> didn't want the hotel experience. <laughs> I, I guess I should probably hang on before we, before we get really started. We should give our disclaimer. Uh, we're, we're trying a little bit of a new direction for Noob Talk. I guess what's going on in my head is I'm starting to wonder if the news format we were trying to do is the best way of accessing the things that I originally was attracted to with podcasting. Uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm wondering if maybe we might want to try to get in touch with... That sounds so lame. If maybe we won't, we, we might want to try to... I don't know, just get back to like the plain enthusiasm of like our, our video game discussions. I hear you. Like, I feel like our strength is when we have conversations. Um, I mean, like you were saying yesterday, <laughs> we also had an epic Noob Talk Radio fail yesterday. Where we tried, <laughs> tried to record, and it was a it was a complete. Uh, <laughs> that was a win. Could you call it a wash? Is that the right? Am I using that right? I don't know. Joel knows. Uh, we had to call him Mulligan, though. We did have to call him <laughs> Mulligan. <laughs> uh, was <laughs> was Mulligan the thing we wanted to see on the podcast? I can't remember. Mulligan actually comes from golfing guys. Does anybody play cards who listens to this? Uh, yeah, probably two or three. Anyways, mulligans mulligans come from golf. You probably is, know that. <laughs> maybe they do. Why was I saying this? Yeah, like we were talking about yesterday, you were expressing some interest in, uh, or rather expressing the fact that you really appreciated when we do the fireside chats, mm. and that you find them... More enjoyable. I don't know, what, what's the word, yeah. More enjoyable. More enjoyable, uh, more natural, is that... Yeah. You think? Yeah, Yeah, natural works. Um, yeah, I kind of, you know, there's a big part of me that, like, wants to be a newscaster, and I think that's why I like doing the news. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't deny that the initial reasons why I wanted to do this with you was more for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always was, like, jealous of people who did the news. Jealous? Yeah, probably jealous. Or at least um, a very admiring of people who do, mm-hmm. uh, who do news shows. But at the same time, like, what I like about our conversations is the organic nature. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I I don't <clears throat> I don't feel like um I want to uh I don't, I don't think anybody should get their news from me. You know, like I don't want that responsibility. Like I'm down to talk some <laughs> shit about some games. Were you but, saying you can't handle responsibility? Uh, I don't want it. It fucking damn near kills me sometimes. <laughs> I, I certainly don't want to be um reporting on you know Animal Farm, Animal, animal crossing. crossing. Yeah, <laughs> Animal Farm is the George Orwell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, isn't that a novella about uh, Stalinism? <laughs> I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually never read it. I, I loved 1984, but... Uh... Yeah, anyway. But, uh, <laughs> anyway. yeah, no, Animal Crossing, that's the one. Sure. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more people out there that uh, are far more well-informed on the subjects and um, and more enthusiastic about it. Maybe, yeah. I, I, I'm just not, you know, like, uh, I just don't 
I couldn't imagine why anybody would want to hear about the new Pokemon update from me. <laughs> you know, maybe it's because you Someone say Pokemon. Fucking hates instead Pokemon. Of Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemans. Pokemans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you know, from my perspective, I like both formats. Hmm. You know, I'm really like, uh, I'm I'm kind of down for both, and I think that for me, the main uh, motivation to perhaps lean a little bit away from the news is, I guess, just manageability of the episodes. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you said, it, it is kind of. It's a lot of responsibility delivering the news because you feel like there's a need to touch everything that's even remotely relevant to, or at least the most amount of things that you can that are remotely relevant to people who may may or may not be listening. Well, if you want to deliver the full story, yeah. You know, and it's like, if you want to be the news, you should deliver the full story, pretty much. Uh, And it's like, I just don't want to dive that deep into, you know... Yeah. Stuff I just don't care about. Sure, sure. Personally. It's a bit of a tough ask for something that is really just a hobby. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I... I mean, I would love for this to be a full-time job, but... Uh, and, hey, I'd be happy to cover the news if that was the case. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I'd cover um... the news if I was getting paid, for sure. <laughs> that would change the game entirely. You know, we, we will probably have... I a, would get uh... into Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> you hear how I said it, too? Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice touch. Um, I mean, at some point in time, I'm planning on uh, making a Patreon. Joel? Um, but mo- mostly just for tax reasons. So I mean, hey, you never know. People might have the ability to uh, to pay us, and sometime, some someday in the future, when we have five thousand listeners all giving, uh, you know, two dollars a month, uh, we'll we'll have a nice, uh, you know, nice three or four G paycheck uh, every month for the two of us. Hey. That could, in theory, happen. I mean, also hell could freeze over. You could also get wings, you know? <laughs> but that could, in theory, happen. So I'll hold you to that when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> the fi- the fifth to... booster might give you x-ray vision, too. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible. That was the sound of me being paralyzed with laughter. Um, that ever does happen, I'm going to quote you from this episode saying you will play Pokemon yeah, totally. and you will get into it. Fucking right, man. Yo, Animal um, Crossing, the works. All those indie <laughs> games that you're talking about, I will find the time. You'll find the time Hollow and the Knight. energy. Yeah, yeah. Shovel Knight, whatever. Shovel Knight, nice, nice. Yeah, I'll play it all. Um, Shovel Knight is a deep cut. That game's excellent. I really, I really am, uh, we'll wrap this, but I really am excited about that new game by the Shovel Knight creators. Hmm. I, I want to say Mia the Hollower, I think it was. Yeah, no, Fucking I Fucking psyched it. about that, man. Yeah, yeah I, I really I saw um, something about that. I wish it was closer. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's like at least a year away. I can't remember. There's there's a vague window announced, but it's not it's not soon. Right. But I will be paying close attention to that. Anyways, um, so to start the episode, uh, we're do, we're going to do something a little bit different. Basically, we're going to try to focus a little bit more on things that we actually are interested in. Um, that are, of course, uh, newsworthy, but that are a little bit more what we want to talk about and a little bit less just anything that I feel is relevant. Yeah, well, one of the topics, I don't know how newsworthy it is, but I mean, it's... Are you talking about the Biota launch trailer? No, well, definitely <laughs> that too, but um, <laughs> I watched that, that and I was like, did what you? the fuck is this? Um, I fucking love that. Though. Yeah, no, I knew you would. That, that's the that. kind of stuff where it's like, I, I wish I could say that it doesn't do anything to me, but when I see a trailer like that... It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like crack cocaine for me. It's like I just I can't not yeah. be enticed, even though I know damn well what's going to happen with that game is I'm going to play it for like probably half an hour. Yeah, never touch it again. Give them twenty bucks, which kind of on some level makes me happy anyways, and just never touch it again. But yeah. I, I kind of can't help it. Well, that's fair though. If you want to support them, yeah. that's all you need to do. Right? It's an aesthetic that I just it's too it's too like emotionally linked to my childhood. I think I can't mm-hmm. I, I can't not do it. You know? When I see people doing the artwork just right, like really nailing it, it's mm-hmm. kind of like even though I know the gameplay is probably going to be just okay, 
Like, yeah. I, I still can't help but get excited. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Why are we saying this? No, I was saying the let me solo her thing is not really newsworthy. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> You're right. It's not really newsworthy. Although I guess IGN would beg to differ and probably let me solo her. Well, no, he wouldn't. But IGN would beg to differ. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got an exclusive interview. But anyways, um, to start this episode proper, uh, do you want to... Shall we go into what we've been playing? Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to lead or should I? I haven't been playing too much, but what I have played is Elden Ring. Okay. And, Talk uh, to me, Teague. And I did play a couple of minutes of Red Dead after a very long time. Tell me about, I can't, can I pull a GTA reference out of my ass? The raids? Well, Red Dead. It was Red, Red Dead, Dead excuse GTA, me. Sorry, yeah. my bad. Well, the other day I was playing with a buddy. He hit me up. It's been a while. And for some reason, we got a lot of wagons. A lot of people were doing these these distant deliveries, which means they're targets. And you can steal their wagon. <laughs> Somehow, I can't remember the name of this person. It had something to do with the gospel in their that gamer sounds tech. excellent. And somehow, it turned into... A huge religious thing. The hate mail was like, well, at first I thought he was joking, you know, like about like, you got to find Jesus and stuff like that. You mean like over PSN? Yeah. Um, and then it was like, oh, I don't think this guy's fucking around. I think this is like <laughs> a hardcore Bible bumper, man. Like, uh, I was just like, what's he, They're doing? Scary. What's he doing on Red Dead here? You know? <laughs> uh, anyways, it, it, he wasn't messaging me. He was messaging my buddy who happened to have... 666 in their gamer tag. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Which is what started this whole thing, you know? Oh, um, I see. That's interesting. My goodness. It reminded me of the fun in so Red questions. Dead. <laughs> it had been a long time that I had had this much, got this many kicks out of Red Dead. Yeah. Like, I was dying of well, that. That's cool, man. So, I mean, that was pretty fun. That's really nice that it's like a, you got a bit of a breath of fresh air. Well, yeah, the game itself is like dead. It's old. It's like, I don't know. There's nothing to do in it except to make your own fun. Right. You know, and um, if you do happen to uh, heist a wagon uh, or hijack a wagon and you do get a whole bunch of hate mail from somebody that's pretty funny um, or really unhinged, uh, (laughs) it's a lot of fun. Uh, for really sure, is. man. For so sure. That I mean, I still have dreams of doing Papa T reads the hate mail. Yeah, I've been thinking about it a little bit. <laughs> Controversial. It's been so, it's been so Controversial, long. but it would be fun. It's been so long. I mean, I do have a huge <laughs> backlog, but how freshly I remember the situations is another story. <laughs> because, like, as they happen, it's, you have to hear the whole context, right? We'd have to do a thing where you, like... You'd have to like, you'd have to just get a notepad and like when a really epic one happens, just take a few notes. Yeah. Take a couple yeah. bullet points, you know? I've got to figure out. That could out, be fun. I've got to figure out how to save clips, but I think I, mm. I have a feeling saving yeah, clips doesn't save the audio. Mm. The game chat? That's very unfortunate. I'm not, I'm not 100%, but. You got to look that up. Yeah. yeah I think you're probably right, and I think people do special things for it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, hey. The, also, P- PS5, maybe it's different. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But if there was a way for me to. Put these clips with these shit talkers. That'd be fucking dope. On like Twitter or something, dude. I think that would be phenomenal. You know, I think that's like, a, can we do that? Is that a violation of like? No, no. There's all kinds. Because it's of your voice chat. Uh, if it's a private, if you recorded it, then I don't think. Yeah, it's your voice chat. Yeah, it, that's the thing. Game chat is something else. So mm. I don't know if you can put somebody else's voice in, yeah. and they're not going to be in chat in your personal. But anyway, so yeah, messed around on that a little bit. Had a great time. Messed around on Elden Ring a little bit. Still haven't killed every boss. I don't think it's going to happen. Got a lot of steam on it, though, honestly. Sure, yeah. Well, Um, I mean, you really... um, I mean, you're in Endgame, right? Oh, I finished the game. But I mean, like, you're in... uh, But are you actually in New Game Plus? 
Not a new game plus, you, like, but finished I finished the, the story. Bond. The story, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does it work? So I am the Elden Lord. Okay. Like I am legit Elden Lord. I, Elden Lord, and I was talking to somebody, found somebody to do a mission. They're like, "Oh, when you become Elden Lord, I'm like, bitch, I am Elden Lord." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Continue on your quest." I'm like, "Fuck, my quest is done. Give me the shit." <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That's funny. Well, in the old uh, from software games, it was always. When you beat the last boss, the actual last boss, well, whatever the game decides is the last boss, mm. then you immediately go to New Game Plus. So no. how does it work? It didn't one? exist. Um, oh, so uh, you have to trigger it somehow? Yeah, yeah, you go into a campfire. Oh, that's and cool. then it says start New Game Plus. Uh, that's really nice. Yeah, I so mean, that, you can do all kinds of things still. And it like, makes a lot of sense for an open world game. Well, with the amount of bosses and gear and everything yeah. in the game, like, yeah. It it's, definitely does. It's kind of frustrating if you don't realize you're at the final boss, you beat it, and then suddenly you're in New Game Plus, where right? you're like, oh, man. <laughs> like, I really didn't want to do that. Yeah. With, with a game that auto-saves, too, so you can you can never like reload, right? Mm, yeah, no, that wouldn't be cool. But um, It would not be cool. And I don't think New Game Plus existed, maybe, when I rolled the credits. Um, mm, I think it only came yeah. out last update, maybe. I think it probably existed when you rolled the credits, it but was, it didn't exist when you started playing. It was a few weeks ago that I rolled them. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure New Game Plus has been in it. Uh, maybe... I think it, it was a fairly recent patch, actually. I haven't um, been following the updates with, like, super... Uh... I feel like it was, but... Yeah, it you, might be, you might well be right. It doesn't matter. Anyways, I'm not there. Yeah. Or I haven't done it yet. And um, I'm going to, but... Yeah. Meh. I mean, that's kind of... You know, that's the thing with those... With these kinds of games, once you get to the end... I mean, for me, with all my From Software experience, my personal personal um, approach has always been that the thing that makes sense once you get to the end is just start a new character. Well, they well, do it, the the difficulty does increase a bit, right? True, and true, true. A lot of the gear that I got, I really do want to use, right? Like you for get sure, it at the end of the sure. game, so yeah. I do want to be able to use this badass sword that came from the Elder Beast. Totally, totally. Against some of these other bosses, you know? and I mean the sort of like you also might uh, get some value out of um, one thing that really bre- breathed, bre- breathed, yeah, breathed, uh, <laughs> breathed fresh life. Does that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, for for some reason, it, it just sounded weird. wrong. Yeah, no, it totally did. Right, but it is right. Uh, for, breathes fresh life. Maybe it's that. Uh, but um, something that's always breathed fresh life into into the experience for me has been like once I'm kind of like. Um, done as much as I can in the actual game itself like to delve into the online world I start co-oping with people mm-hmm. and doing some PvP just helping people with bosses like I mean like we'll get to let me solo her later but um, yeah that kind of stuff can really uh, oh you could keep you know, once you run out of normal things to do I mean also listen if you've played that game you've played a shit ton of Elden Ring mm-hmm. um, like what's your hours count at? two two something that's a lot Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like level one something, 172, two, two something. something. I mean, that's crazy, you know? So it's yeah. like, you, you might just need a break, period. Well, right? I, like, the thing is, I I leveled a whole bunch at the end, and, uh, like, after I finished it, to kind of max out, or to, to be able to use other weapons. So mm. I pretty much, instead of just re-roll, like, I re-rolled, I think, four times. Okay. And I was like, mm, I only have so many Cerulean Tears. Mm. Like, if I want to try out these weapons, I got to, like, switch it up a bit. Mm-hmm. So I started putting some points in Arcane and whatever, things mm-hmm. I wasn't doing. Um, Originally, yeah. So my level is, like, way high now. Um, and that sort of makes me want to go with a new character, mm-hmm. but I want to try out all this amazing shit that mm-hmm. I have now, right? Um, I think also what you need to... You might want to look up exactly how the um, balancing system works for... Because mm-hmm. it, 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 it's kind of like... It would be terrible if you were to use this crazy cool shit 
co-oping with someone and you're just better than them in all respects, right? But it would be really cool if you were able to use this new shit with someone co-oping and do like a similar level of damage so that you're just accessing like the cool parts of the weapon yeah, yeah, without yeah. the unbalancedness. I'm pretty sure that is but, the case if you join them. Yeah, I read the, the, that it does that. Mm -hmm. I just don't know how well it does that, if that yeah, makes sense, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'd be really curious to know like how well does it handle that. Because if it handles that system really well, that's huge. Well, it you know? definitely drops your HP down massive amounts, right? Like uh, yeah. when I joined your game, it was like, I was like, wait, oh, really? what the fuck? I'm oh, like, interesting. how do I have so little health? Oh, I'm interesting. Like, oh, because I'm with you. Very interesting. Um, yeah. I guess I was curious to ask you, like, so if I, if I were to jump into the game now and you know, I wanted some help with some bosses. Like, would you start a new character to do that, you think? No. Or would you just use your existing... I'd probably use my existing... Depends yeah. on the boss, but... Um, yeah. Like, because I have... Well, I guess the fun stuff is you can use all your shit. Well, that's what I want, you know? Yeah. Like, all the buffs, all the yeah. amazing things that I've, yeah. like, been trying... Like, I think I've leveled up... I think, like, 95% of the weapons I've acquired have are at, like, either plus 24 or plus 9. Yeah. You know, if they take the yeah. somber or the whatever. Yeah. So... I've really gone a little nutty on it. Um, but the problem is, if you're overpowered, that also sucks, right? Oh, no. There's stuff in here, dude. It doesn't matter. It, no, but I mean, you've got to bear in mind, I'm level 62. Yeah, but right? the thing is... I'm in fucking Lyurnia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure if you use, like, the Blasphemous Blade or something with that, that might do some massive damage to your guys, you know? like uh, It might, yeah. It, it's very possible. But if they balance it well, maybe maybe it would be... You know, it, I mean... Not, I don't think it's going to be crazy. Like, uh, I think they will... I think they do have pretty good grasp on it. Let's move on. I'll get on to myself. Promise. For, for sure. Um, yeah, I've actually... So I haven't played any games. Mm -hmm. uh, I've really been on a hiatus from for, for gaming almost a month now-ish. Okay. Um, which I think is good. I think it's nice to, to like, break. step away sometimes, yeah. For sure. Um, I played... Honestly, like, I've, I've played about an hour of Diablo 2... Uh, trying out the new uh, the new two point four balance patch, right. and unfortunately, I was playing with this. <clears throat> I was playing with a sorceress that wasn't even really affected by the. It's like kind of the only class that really wasn't tweaked. That's a piss you know, but uh, that was fun. I was just relaxing and doing nothing. I mean, again, the thing I've actually been spending time with is still Marvel Champions, like last time. Hmm. Um, yeah, this Marvel Champions card game. I'll I'll give it a brief plug. Still really love it. I just had my uh, my 40th birthday celebration, actually, which was really nice. Uh, a few buddies of mine went up to a cabin with me. Uh, it was super fun. Uh, some one one of the one of the best experiences I've had in the past like five years, I'd say. Um, yeah, I had a chance to play a couple games with them multiplayer. Before that, I'd only played by myself solo, and it was super awesome. Like, hey, I, I had a really nice time. The game balances itself really well. When you, uh, it really. They got the system from Arkham Horror. They clearly like developed it first for that. But it uses the same system as Arkham Horror, where it just sort of naturally balloons out everything to accommodate how many people you have. Okay. You have a bit more freedom when there's multiple players, too, because it's like the villain can raise his threat and scheme uh, for longer before you lose. So it's not... Because when you play by yourself, it's, there's a really tight window for how much you can let the villain scheme before you, you sort of auto-lose. Right. You know? Uh, and when you have multiple players, because of the fact that the number's a little bit higher for multiple people, it gives a bit more freedom for, like, one out of the four people to let him scheme kind of thing. Okay. Um, so it sort of allows for a few more options than you have when you're playing solo. Um, and also the, the sort of just, like, the table talk, like, uh, cooperative nature was, like, really fun. Like, just discussing, like, you know, what are you going to do? Like, oh, do you, you, you know, I can thwart or I can attack this turn. Do you guys want me to take out these minions? Do you want me to attack the villain? Mm -hmm. Like, just discussing, like, what to do was, like, really fun, I found. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was super enjoyable. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually really, I'm, like, if anything, I think even more into the game than I was uh, before the for the 40th birthday so that's that's super cool like i was telling you yesterday uh, i'm trying to quit smoking also I'll, I'll say that on the podcast to encourage myself to 
what's the word, uh, stick with it. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I failed horribly today, uh, but I will try again tomorrow morning. And I've, I've given myself that I will get myself a nice pack of Marvel Champions cards in three days if I manage to not smoke. And a big pack of Marvel Champions cards in, in what was it, 10 days? Yeah, in 10 days if, I, if I'm still not smoking in 10 days. Okay. So, hey, there's a nice little carrot to dangle in front of my, in front of my face. Maybe, I'll, maybe it'll work. What's the stick? What's the stick? Yeah. Uh, my, my, my debit card? <laughs> <laughs> my wallet? <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Are um, you going to drink some soap if you fuck up or something like that? Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. No, I'm just going to have uh, <laughs> gonna feel probably an angst, like a, you know... Another uh, feel like nervous breakdown, <laughs> filled with like self hatred and loathing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the usual. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so really love it, and uh, I think if I do play video games, I'll probably try Elden Ring again. Cool. Yeah, I I, w I definitely it's gonna be soon that I, For sure. that I get back into it. I think. But yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I've been doing. So maybe we'll take a little break. Yeah, let's do it. And uh, we'll come back with. Uh, we'll yeah, come back with. News. I yeah. guess it is some news. There is some news. Hey, we'll come back with some news. And there's some bullshit too. Delicious uh, debonair sandwich. I gotta tell you, man, some of the best. Uh, I feel like five dollars for a decent sandwich in this part of the West Island is like actually not that bad. No, no. <laughs> no. Um, I find they put too much butter, though. Do you notice that? Yeah, they, they put are a lot little... of butter. Yeah, <laughs> a <laughs> You're lot right. of butter. They put actually, butter, I'm starting to notice that. They put butter like it's cheese. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> maybe put cheese like it's cheese. I like butter, butter like but uh, <laughs> not that much. Like I don't know. I hear you. I hear you. So we're gonna cover a few, a uh, few, few news topics here. We've got number one. Uh, this interesting thing coming out about Apple. Uh, I'm getting this information off IGN, although this came from a series of uh, Twitter posts from various game developers that were um, upset. Yeah, upset getting emails from uh, from Apple about uh, their published products being taken down because of lack of updates. I'll take a second and read the headline off IGN here. Devs are up in arms after Apple says it will remove games that haven't been updated. Subheading, meaning completed games could disappear. Uh, this article was written by Ryan Dinsdale, 25th April. So there's a couple things to note before we get into this. Um, I did a little bit more research, checked out another another article on Mac Rumors. Uh, it doesn't actually seem clear whether or not this is, how to say, just certain, like just targeted to mm -hmm. these certain, like, because I don't, as far as I understand, there's been no actual um, widespread policy notification from Apple about, you know, nothing from over from over X amount of time is going to be able to remain on the store unless you update it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's been no global... It's just certain app developers are getting contacted by Apple saying that if they don't update their app soon, their apps are just going to be straight taken down from the store. Which is... And I mean, I guess I thought this article was interesting because, well, there's the, there's the old uh, aspiring Apple developer in me, right? Who was at one point in time caring very deeply about these kinds of things. And... I just think it's kind of bogus and whack, and maybe a really good indication that perhaps people should consider moving away from the Apple ecosystem, which sucks, but also if an ecosystem is going to be sort of caustic and hostile to you, then maybe just fuck it, you know? Yeah. Um, but here, to give you an example... <clears throat> Protopop Games? Yeah, on Twitter, Protopop Games shared an email from Apple that said their app had not been updated in, quote-unquote, a significant amount of time and would therefore be deleted from the Apple Store. A tweet from Protopop Games, I feel sick. Apple just sent me an email saying they're removing my free game, Motivoto, because it's more than two years old. I'll interject here. Another thing that's not entirely clear is that it seems like these three Twitter examples are actually maybe all... I could have researched this a little bit harder, but at least two of the three are free games. It makes me wonder if that has anything to do with the fact they're being asked to... You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. they're not paid games, and I wonder if that has anything to do with... It could be just purely coincidental. Right. Um, but continuing his, his, his tweet, it's part of their app improvement system. This is not cool. Console games from 2000 are still available for sale. 
this is an unfair barrier to indie devs. And then he has a little screenshot of the App Store improvement notice. This app has not been updated in a significant amount of time and is scheduled to be removed from sale in 30 days. A little harsh. No action is required for the app to remain available to users who have already downloaded the app. You can keep this app available for new users to discover and download from the App Store by submitting an update for review within 30 days. If no update is submitted within 30 days, the app will be removed from sale. Which does seem kind of horrible. <laughs> I mean, it seems to me like what Apple's trying to do here is just cut what is the expression, cut the wheat from the chaff and basically remove anything that's not currently active because from their perspective, they're like, well, if it's not being updated all the time, it's probably not making money. Mm. So why should we give a shit about whether or not it's hosted on our platform? I guess. I mean, I, mean, I guess. I, I can only assume. Um, there's a couple other tweets, one from Emilia at LaserWalker. Apple is removing a few of my old games because they have, quote unquote, not been updated in a significant amount of time. Games can exist as completed completed objects. These free projects aren't suitable for updates or a live service model. They're finished artworks from years ago. And then there's also developer of Rated Mutant at Ted Fraser on Twitter says, if you've ever wondered why I stopped making mobile games, this is why. It honestly wasn't worth the effort to keep up with all the App Store nonsense. The previous guy at Protopop 2 says a little bit about how, you know, he has a day job. He makes indie games on the side because he likes them. He tries to make a little bit of money from them. And he's just expressing how... You know, he's a little saddened by the news because it's, this is all the constant app store just sort of management shit from like Google, Apple, the various places, the things that he has to keep, keep sort of like constantly keeping an eye on and like, and like, cause they just update themselves like all the time, their policies mm. change all the time. And it's, he's just saying how it makes it kind of like. Difficult to stay on top. Yeah. Difficult to stay on top. Kind of like, um, just super cumbersome to even try and have stuff on the, on the stores period. And it's, you know, and kind of it makes me think of also, like, what if PlayStation did this kind of thing? It's like, I mean, you'd, we'd think it's insane for PlayStation, but, like, if suddenly games that hadn't been updated in over two years were all just removed from the store, that would be, like... Pretty sure they do remove games from the store fairly regularly. Do they? I'm pretty sure. Maybe it's just nothing I... It's care just, about? Yeah, nothing I've ever that I ever care about. So maybe I anybody cares about? I mean, I, he I hear about... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, on one on the one hand, I can sympathize with, uh, you know, PlayStation, Google, Apple, PlayStation's not doing this that we know of, because there is something to be said for, like, keeping total garbage off the store, mm -hmm. right? Like, a lot of times the consumer suffers because of the complete and utter lack of curation on these platforms. Yeah. Like, when you look at, you know, PlayStation, or maybe PlayStation's not the best example, but let's say you look at Nintendo Switch's um, latest releases, or Apple App Store's latest releases, it's just like a sea of endless garbage. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, with very few actual, like, standout titles, and it's always a bit of, like, a game of, like, you know, where's Waldo almost, of, like, trying to find, like, what's the one thing that's maybe worthwhile in this, like, giant shitstorm of, like, 20 things that are all free to play and, like, all mm. total BS, you know. Uh, just cash grabs, whatever. So I can see that angle, but I can also really see the developer angle of like, hey, if my, I mean, I finished my game two years ago. I stopped updating it because it's just finished a finished product. Right. Like, can you just leave it there, please? I'm a little more <laughs> on the side of the developer on this one. Oh, 100% me too. Yeah. I mean, uh, but, you know, here's another guy, Costa Eleftherio at Keleftherio. Apple also removed a version of my Flick-type keyboard that catered specifically to the visually impaired community because I hadn't updated it in two years. Meanwhile, games like Pocket God have not been updated by the developers for seven years now, but are still on the store. And uh, I don't know. So it, it also seems a little... I'd like to hear Apple's reasoning for it. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. That's I it. mean, I hopefully... I mean, we can come back with if they release an official statement. As far as I know, they haven't yet, but it's... It's very unclear at the moment if this is like a, a symptom of a, a much wider like app, app store wide policy mm. or if it's really just 
I mean, are they testing the water for like trying to like uh, thin out the clean ice? Yeah, clean I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I'm just curious to hear what their side is for sure reasoning for it because so far I have no idea. Uh, Same here, man. Yeah, same here. I mean, it's kind of also, I guess, from my consumer user perspective, like I actually hate when stuff is updated constantly on my phone. Like Mm -hmm. I can't fucking stand it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I don't think any actual user likes when their shit is updated. Like. It's great when things are updated because they're broken, mm-hmm. but that's not why it's not, you, 90%. You yeah, you shouldn't need to be constantly updating something. I mean, it's also like apps get, um, what's the word, like search hit boosts when they update, mm-hmm. and like that's a, a, a load of BS. Mm-hmm. Like it should not, that should not be the only metric with which, you right. know, apps. So, I mean, a lot of people just do it to make their apps trickle to the top of the charts, you know, right. kind of thing, which yeah. is like, it's kind of sad that that's the only way that they can do that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's interesting and it's worth keeping an eye on. For sure, for sure. But me too, yeah. I would be interested to see what, what Apple's uh, official response is if it ever comes. Yeah, because I mean, just off the bat, it, it sounds like bullshit, but I, I, I just have no idea. I mean... Yeah, yeah. It's concerning seeing that a bunch of people recently have all had the same letter, right? But uh, It's not surprising at all that Apple did something dodgy to me, though. Like, or is doing something sort of shady and uh, that people aren't happy by. I, I don't know. It's maybe even not dodgy. We just, like, w- without... Right, without knowing what the statements, You know, it's exactly. kind of like, who knows? But um, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious because I, I like a lot of indie games that have been there for two years unupdated, mm-hmm. right? So I kind of would like to still be able to get those things sometimes, you know yep. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, moving on to number two. So this is something that I initially got off uh, Yang Ye's uh, channel on YouTube, uh, and I'll read a headline off his video there. Ubisoft stock price tanks. Unending struggles may lead them to selling the company. This was April 23rd. This is being reported by various news sites. Uh, I'm also reading an article off Kotaku called Report Private Equity Eyeing Ubisoft as the Next Big Gaming Acquisition, and that's from this past Saturday, 10 a.m., yeah, I also referenced a Kotaku article called Ubisoft has shut down online services for 91 games, updated yesterday, 337, from Splinter Cell to Just Dance, a loadable games can't be played online anymore. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've played a lot of Ubisoft games, I've enjoyed a bunch of Ubisoft games, but they've also been pretty predatory and dodgy for a while, right, mm-hmm. with a lot of their behavior, so I'm not particularly surprised that their stock crashed. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, to give some background... Isn't it 120 to... $40? Yeah, the stock was over $110 a share in July 2018, and currently today it's sitting at $41. Oh, but that's still four years. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. But it's less than half. I thought it was, it was a year, and I was like, oh, that's a huge drop. But a four-year drop, it's it's been a trend for a while, I guess. I it's guess. It's going down. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, um, and they probably had chances to do things that may have, you know, slowed the decline and maybe probably chose to do other things that may have sped it up and maybe yeah i don't know again i don't think they're a great company or anything like that uh they've made some games i enjoy for sure but uh they i don't know i i don't uh i'm not the biggest fan of ubisoft sure yeah well everybody knows that i'm not um i guess i can say real quick here too so the actual news is just that it seems like there's a, 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 a round of renewed interest in uh, people purchasing the company. Right. Several private private equity firms. And it's just looking like Ubisoft has been uh, saying back and forth, you know, first they they famously fended off a hostile takeover attempt by French media conglomerate Vivendi after securing funding from Tencent and others in 2018. Uh, some sources currently informally within the company now believe the 35-year-old game industry vet- veteran might be looking for an exit strategy. They also point to the departure, Kotaku, uh, the departure of his son, 
Charlie Guimo last year, resulting in no, or Guillemot, if you'd like to pronounce it in English, resulting in no relatives left to take over the family business. So there's no Guimo left if um, Eve leaves, right? Ubisoft has also been hit by an ongoing wave of attrition among its senior, senior talent. It continues to struggle with the aftermath of a workplace reckoning over sexual misconduct that began in summer of 2020, and some of its biggest projects continue to face upheaval, delays, or just be trapped in development hell. As Bloomberg reported in February, Ubisoft decided to turn one of Assassin's Creed Valhalla's planned DLCs into a standalone stopgap game, instead to help patch holes in its release calendar over the next 18 months. In the meantime, the next Far Cry, Ghost Recon, and full-fledged Assassin's Creed games remain further out than Ubisoft had previously planned, according to three sources familiar with their development. <laughs> now, there's a really hilarious uh, comment from Ubisoft to Kotaku about whether or not they're getting uh, purchased by, you know, what, how... Anybody else? Exactly. Um, which is just awesome. Uh, we don't comment on rumors or speculation. Ubisoft has unmatched creative and production cap capacities. That's hilarious and clearly untrue. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, dude. With more than 20,000 talented people collaborating across our global studios on game development, thanks to them and to our long-term approach and appetite for taking creative risks. What's the last actual creative risk? That, I mean, the last creative risk that Ubisoft has taken to me is Child of Light. Maybe The Division is arguable. Maybe. And maybe the Switch and the Assassin's Creed uh, from when they first brought out Origins. Yeah. Uh, even For Honor might have been a little bit... Uh... For Honor. Yeah. For, yeah, For Honor is a creative risk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they have taken them, mm -hmm. but they haven't lately. No. In my opinion. Fair enough. We have built some of the industry's strongest proprietary brands. Again, questionable. And have many promising new brands and projects on the horizon. Very questionable. <laughs> we also have one of the industry's deepest and most diversified portfolios. Cutting-edge services and technologies, and that was the sound of my eyebrow raising, and a large and growing community of engaged players. As a result, we're ideally positioned to capitalize on the rapid industry growth and platform opportunities that are emerging right now. I love that um, quote. That is the most hilarious, uh, just complete... I think he broke his arm jerking himself off. ...pile of utter nonsense. <laughs> it's like, I mean... <laughs> you know, there's things you could say about Ubisoft without sounding like it's total BS, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because they are an important company. Dude, there's absolutely. no doubt about They've that. They've done amazing <laughs> things, but like when you put it like that, it's kind of yeah. just like, whoa. Um, it's it's such a nothing statement that it's absolutely hilarious. Um, and I think that there's a lot of sort of failures in Ubisoft's projects recently. I mean, even the remember that NFT thing we were talking about how they're <laughs> putting NFTs into is so it three, break uh, Breakpoint? Thank you, thank you. I had a lot of trouble remembering the name of that game. Uh, yeah, is it Tom Clancy's Breakpoint yep. or, uh, or Ghost, Ghost Recon? Recon. Uh, so it's, it's doesn't have the Tom Clancy name. Yeah, yeah, it's Tom Clancy oh, it Ghost Recon and then there was Breakpoint and Wildlands. Jesus um, Christ. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them. Breakpoint or, Can't um, keep track of these things. Ghost Recon has been a series for a long time. Right. Um, but Ghost Recon Breakpoint is the one the NFTs came out in, right? I do believe I'm pretty sure they announced recently that that game is uh, no longer getting is, yeah. is, is, is it's going to be shut down, right? Oh, I don't know if it's going to be, or it's at least going to be the yeah, the online services. I'll check and check. Yeah, it's worth checking. Something about it though, I do remember. Ghost Recon Breakpoint shutting down. And there was some nonsense about the NFTs. Yeah, from yeah, yeah it. dude. DigitalTrends.com support for Ubisoft and Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint coming to an end. Announced via 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 announced via the official Ghost Recon Twitter page. The controversial shooter. Controversial. We'll receive no further content updates going forward. The news comes just months after it got NFT integration. This is April 5th. Hmm. So, I mean, even their brand new spanking Quartz uh, NFT system that they were so proud of, like, whatever, a couple months ago, hmm. you know, and it's launching, they just launched it in this game. I mean, like Young A points out in his video, if Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint NFTs weren't worth that much before because nobody cared about them that much, they especially aren't worth much now. 
that they're shutting down the game. Mm -hmm. So these NFTs are going to be even more useless than they were to begin with, which is, you know, their usefulness is arguable. To begin with. Exactly, exactly. So I don't know. I mean, from my perspective, it doesn't seem like their games are doing particularly good lately. Mm. There's also that, is it Rainbow Six Extraction? Uh, What's the monster one? Like XCOMI kind of monsters. I think that was Extraction. It's Extraction, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Extraction to me does not seem to have gotten that much traction. Mm, yeah, no, it looked terrible to me. I mean, there's also, is Hyperscape the name of the recently, the, the, the one they made that's kind of a cyberpunky sort of multiplayer thing? I don't know. They have so many either failed or failing projects. They also have really nice flagships, like you pointed out, For Honor. I mean, Assassin's Creed, period, is a great franchise. For sure. It's very respected. Division. Thank you, The Division. Yeah, The Division is actually, I mean, to me, if there is a reason to buy uh, Ubisoft. It's maybe the division. Like, uh, I, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's its own thing, but I thoroughly, I, I really liked it. I mean, yeah, yeah I thought it yeah. was great. Uh, yeah, I, I really think the division has the skeleton of like a really, really nice live service game. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be a fantastic phenomenon. You yeah, know? I don't know if it. I mean, could you call it a phenomenon already? Like, it's. A I bit, think it was the first one. I think did have uh, quite an impact. Yeah, um, I feel like it's a, a, around as successful as Destiny. Does that sound right? Uh, feels like to me, but I don't know. I feel like maybe no. Maybe it's a little more niche than that. Perhaps, perhaps. But I still, I mean, a lot of... I feel like there's a lot of crossover between the Destiny and the Division sort of fan bases. Okay. Like, I'm pretty sure I've heard Destiny folks talk about how they like the Division also. Really? Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're both live service multiplayer co-op. Yeah, I find the Division more... um, It would be like a Souls version of a shooting... Shoot-em-up game. Like, it's a hardcore... very interesting. Like... Yeah. Specific for hardcore people, you know, yeah, people that yeah. like things difficult. And I, I mean, that's probably I could be totally wrong on that, but I certainly didn't find them easy. Yeah, um, and it's like you kind of have to. They were they were so big and so much to it, and really not easy. That uh, I don't know. Um, I feel like that probably kept a lot of people out. Mm. Um, You're totally selling it to me now. <laughs> oh, dude, I <laughs> like fuck, that, that sounds awesome. Division I mean, two, I absolutely loved. Um, Division one, I tried uh, because people had talked about it so much, and I think it was free at some point, maybe, or like twenty bucks. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I tried it out, and like I had to share play with a a guy in Baltimore <laughs> just to get through the tutorial. Yeah, <laughs> like it was like holy shit. Yeah, like, uh, this is not easy. Um, but again, like you know what you're doing. I can it's kind of like the Souls games, yeah. I think, in terms of like yeah. it's not as They really da- reward time you spend in them. Yeah, it's not as daunting as uh it really seems to a new person. Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um I don't know. I'm not I'm no uh no pro at it. I, I did put in a good chunk of time in the division two. I got the DLC, uh Gangs of New York. No, that was a movie. <laughs> uh, Warlords of New York. Yes, you're right. Um, which was cool. It was very cool. I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, I really liked the story and the settings. Mm. Like, it just... The dollar flew. Um, I don't even know. It's the, about a pandemic that comes right. out on uh, Black Friday. Okay. Um, and it spreads oh, on money. So it's that got the nickname, the dollar flu. Yeah, that's and cool. it wipes like out that. like the great majority of the population. Mm. And then there's... That sounds like a nice uh, backstory. Yeah, and yeah. then they uh, there's like sleeper agents that were like, you're, well, they were all, they're all over the place and they were trained and armed and whatever and waiting for an emergency. <laughs> that's you. Oh, neat. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really so cool... So you're running uh... around saving people and doing whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, you, you are basically the good guys, you know? Um, in a world of chaos where there's like, yeah, you know, yeah. gangs of 
whatever where they're sure. executing people and I don't yeah. know. It I mean, really not to cool. mention the whole idea of the dark zone, right? It, dude. Which is, I still, I mean, I haven't tried it, but mm-hmm. I read a lot about it and I still maintain it's one of the best ideas for multiplayer implementation yeah. in a game like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, the dark zone to me is way more appealing than any multiplayer mode I ever played in Destiny. Well, also being able to call for help from other people not in your game. That's like, really cool. There's a button, so if you get down or you're in an area that's too difficult, like, you can send up a flare and, like... That's really cool. Call for other agents to come and help you. Yeah. And, like, dude, it was really... I gotta be honest, that sounds awesome. It was really cool. So, I, I gotta give Ubisoft some credit for Division, for, sure, for, for Honor, sure. yeah. and I'm sure a ton of other titles, too. Yeah. They Assassin's have, Creed. They have been making a lot <clears throat> of completely creatively devoid nonsense lately. Mm-hmm. But the division is not that. No. Yeah, and neither are those other things you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. even Far Cry. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. No. The original I, Far Cry, like, dude. Well, I would have said yeah, Far Cry two. Like, yeah, no, but I just mean the idea of Far Cry. The idea was for pretty sure. for sure on its own. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think they may actually have some chops. You know. Let's steer back to the news for a second. I mean, what do you think about the fact that uh, they may get acquired? Like, does that sound care. good to you, bad to you? Like, uh, do you think it would help, hinder? Indifferent. I indifferent. really don't know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I really don't know. And I, to tell you the truth, I really don't care. Um, I think for me, honestly, like, lately with how they've been doing... Sorry, please? Deus Ex. Mm, Eidos. Wasn't... Oh, Eidos that Montreal. was Eidos. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was Montreal. I just yeah, figured that yeah, it must yeah. be Ubisoft. But okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, from my perspective, I actually think that they've been doing so badly lately. I mean, I really feel like if you look at the news with Ubisoft, the amount of games they're shutting down, the amount of games they've made and then later cancelled, or the amount of live service games that have been half-baked that they've put out and then shut down however X amount of time later... Like, and the fact that they haven't really... There was also news of, like, them extending Assassin's Creed and making them more, like, uh, servicey. Yeah. Right? Like, making the uh, actual new iterations of the series, like, less and less frequent. A strong push towards that. I really feel like they have been on a pretty bad trajectory lately. Mm-hmm. So, from my perspective, I feel like getting getting acquired by them... Sorry, getting acquired by somebody else for them might actually help. Because they might, you know, a new direction might be able to sort of like, what's the word? Is galvanize the right word? Yeah. I don't know. My English is is, is uh, escaping me today. But it's a good coding, yeah. It kind of like crucible the existing shit they have down into like, okay, here's three amazing products. We're gonna focus on these. We're gonna ditch all this like insane, you know, mass appeal Fortnite nonsense that mm-hmm. you've been working on for like five years, you know, um, and focus on these actually interesting properties, maybe you could even help. I don't know. Oh, yeah. They, they did Watch Dogs and Prince of Persia. Yeah, but were those any good, really? Prince of Persia was hella fun back in the day. And I well, back know, in the day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I'm talking They about. didn't even do the original for Prince of Persia, though. Oh, they didn't? Okay, no. that's what I was thinking. They did the later ones, but not uh, the original. Okay, no, yeah. that's what I was thinking. You mean OG Prince of Persia? Yeah, yeah. that game fucking rocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm it's saying. shit. Like, I'm pretty like... sure it's not them. Okay. I think they acquired the license at one point in time. Okay, yeah. 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 Watch Dogs I never got into, but I heard, I, I do know a lot of people that did really like it. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- that uh, was an interesting idea. Like, I don't know if the execution really panned out at all, but um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm just looking through their library now. Child of Light. That was really good. Right. Um, yeah. Child of Light also arguably isn't Ubisoft because right. what they did for that was they created a splinter cell. They created a small splinter team mm. to just do Child of Light. That's, so it's kind of arguably not... Not them. Right? I mean, they let a small team do an indie game, essentially, within the company. Mm. That's kind of what happened there. <laughs> so it's also... Not really... Sort of not really Ubisoft, you know? No, that's fair. 
I don't know. Anyways. But yeah, no, I'm just flipping through the library and I'm like, they, you know, they do, um, they have done a lot of pretty massive things. They have, uh, but if you look at the overall list too, they've done a lot of trash. Yeah. Also, yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Especially lately, I feel like. Yeah, I mean the artistically devoid nature of Tom Clancy. Is it Tom Clancy's Extraction? Mm-hmm. Like lately, it's just so bland. It looks. It just looks bad. Yeah, but yeah. there's a huge. Um, I mean, doesn't uh, break enough? I keep messing up the names. Um, the other Siege. Yep, that has a pretty crazy, um, a pretty serious. Uh, following right mm-hmm. like really hardcore and also very difficult right like, yeah, yeah not meant for your average joe siege looks good i just wish they'd focus more on the things that are working and less on like mm-hmm. constantly making just this like because they i feel like they shit out some garbage product that like goes nowhere for three months and then gets canceled again mm-hmm. like all the time yeah you know like yeah. i just wish that yeah they'd focus more of their efforts on the things that are actually working yeah i think know? they've just they're they're kind of too spread out yeah spread thin a bit perhaps yeah 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 totally uh, anyways, should we move on? Yep, let's do it. Cool. Um, moving on to number three. This one's for you, Teague. How Elden Ring player who goes by the name of Let Me Solo Her became legend April 16th. So I'm getting that headline off Young A's uh, video on YouTube. There's also a really hilarious lore video from Dan Allen Gaming. That uh, was amazing. That was incredible. <laughs> that just cracked me up. I, I don't know. There's also uh, an actual um, exclusive interview uh, on IGN with we, called We Spoke to Let Me Solo Her, the Elden Ring community hero we need and deserve. Teague, the floor is yours. I think this guy is amazing. Um, <laughs> so basically, his deal was um, he could be, I think he's on PC, right? Um, Correct. And would put down his summon sign in front of uh, Melania. Mm-hmm. Uh, super, super, super tough sort of secret boss. End game. Yeah, she's like stupid hard. Uh, I tried her a bunch of times and like, yeah, whatever. I ended Sounds up, intimidating. I ended up killing her in the end, but like with help. Because, um, like, every time she deals damage, she takes your health. Right. So, like, whatever. And I suck at this game, so... Do you think you could have... I mean, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but do you think you could have ever done it by... If you, if you kept with oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. So, eventually. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I could have memorized the moveset. And yeah. yeah. Like, for sure I could do that with any boss in the game, but I don't have the uh, drive to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually work better at... Uh, I try... I don't think I've tried a boss more than four times in a row. Okay. Um, maybe five, but uh, pretty much my the what works best is I leave it for a couple of days and I think about it for a couple mm-hmm. of days and then I go back with a different strategy and usually I do it on my first try. Um, wow, nice. Not always. Maybe it'll take two or three. And, there, and her, I tried her uh, two sittings. So I think I tried her like four times the first time. And then, like, four times the second time, maybe more. It might have been a couple more, even. But they were days apart, and there was a noticeable difference, like, huge difference Mm -hmm. um, in terms of how much damage I was dealing on her. So if I kept it that, it probably would have been another week or two that I would have won. Mm -hmm. But um, I just didn't. I just didn't want to, <laughs> you know. I, I was like, you, you know what? I'm I'm summoning in somebody, and uh, <laughs> we'll see. And and even summoning in. Two other people, I think it still took like four tries. Yeah. Um, and they both died. Um, well, all that to say, she's not an easy boss. She's super fucking hard. <laughs> so back, back to the story of the, Let the, me sol- the Jarnished. Yeah. Let me solo her, <laughs> would put his summon sign down in front of her entrance. And uh, yeah, he would be naked with a jar on his head and two swords, uh, two katanas. 
and uh, yeah, he would solo Melania without taking any damage. Right. Um, which is just amazing, you know. Wearing a loincloth in a jar. A loincloth in a jar. <laughs> and um, the, the the katanas are moon. Is it Moonvale and? I don't think so. I think Rivers of Blood or that, no. The, in that uh, in that lore video, he talks about the Rivers mm. of Blood and whatever. But in the stuff I've seen. The videos I've seen of them, I don't think he uses any fancy katanas. I think they're both just regular katanas. Okay. Maybe they're... The, I think it's the Uchi katanas. Or, sure. I don't even know. Maybe it is the Rivers, but uh, he's oh. not doing the specials anyways. So in the interview between uh, LMSH or Let Me Solo Her and uh, IGN, he specifically asked to be referred to only as LMSH or Let Me Solo Her. <laughs> but they can choose, but not, not his actual name. That's amazing. <laughs> just, it is amazing. Uh, here's a quote from LMSH. I chose Millennia to help others because I fell in love with her design. All her attacks are very graceful and she's unforgiving as a boss. Her infamous waterfowl dance is considered to be the hardest to dodge moveset from a from, from soft boss to date. So I decided to prove to others that it was not impossible. So he started working on his build and practicing. He has around 200 hours total on his character. He's level 179 and does not plan on leveling up further. Currently, LMSH wields dual katanas, a Rivers of Blood plus 9 in his left hand, and a cold Uchi Katana plus 25 with Hoarfrost Stomp. Oh. oh. His, his talismans, for those who are wondering, are the Green Turtle, I use that one too, Viridian Amber Medallion, Kindred of Rot's Exaltation, and Claw Talisman. The Claw Talisman <laughs> is the dual wield. Uh, I think uh, you do more on jump damage. Oh, interesting. At some point, he stripped naked and donned a pot on his head. I ask him why. Uh, another quote. It is a running tradition of Soulsborne games that the naked players are the most powerful beings in the game, he replies. Why wear armor if you don't plan on getting hit at all? And the pot is a good luck charm from the character Iron Fist Alexander, who I'm, who, whom I admire. Now, with hours of practice, LMSH is a millennia master. He says he's become very skilled at reading reanimations, attacks, and sound cues with ease. He's lost count of how many millennia he's defeated, but he estimates it's somewhere between 300 and 400. LMSH doesn't have a per perfect record, though, and admits he's lost to her, quote-unquote, more than I'd like to admit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the lag between the host and myself is just too much, so I get killed instantly sometimes, or miss the crucial dodge timing on Millennia's Waterfowl Dance, he says. I would like to express my apology to those I have failed. One myth he'd like to debunk, though, is that, the bail he, that he bails on people who try to help him out. Even though, his name's explicitly, even though his name explicitly asks players who summon him to allow him to do the fight on his own, LMSH doesn't dip if others join in. Anyone running around with the same name who leaves at the first sign of cooperation is, apparently, an imposter. <laughs> the true let me solo her in that video is not me, he, assure, he assures IGN. I always wear a jar on my head, and I do not bail on any Millennia boss fights. If the host or other someone decides to help, I have no problems whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> LMS, LMSH has quickly become a legend in the Elden Ring community as a result of his support of so many an unusual appearance. He also has a surge of fan art depicting his likeness. Amazing. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. Uh, there's something off the Elden Ring subreddit, sculpted, printed, and painted this jarnished uh, 3D model. Mm. Like it's kind of, and it's kind of like, I mean, I can't. It's actually not the scale isn't clear, mm -hmm. but it looks to me as if it's like a D and D model size. Okay, maybe, yeah. but I don't. I can't really tell. Uh, but it's a beautiful 3D. Uh, oh, it's phenomenal. 3D image of. Uh, he actually looks pretty badass in this photo. Dude, uh, and some of the actual fan art, like just drawings, it's really are, like, cool. Pre pretty amazing. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways really neat situation i mean i don't know again i don't know how newsworthy it is but it cracked me the fuck up and um i really wished i was on pc so i could have gotten his help when i was struggling with her at first um, <laughs> but uh anyways i think it would be phenomenal if they added him as an npc summon yeah um, yeah that would be really, even specifically really cool. just for her you know right 
Yeah. <laughs> like, just put put down a, you know, you can yeah. summon some random people in front of bosses, right? Um, there are a bunch of play, bunch of bosses where you could summon whatever, I don't, I don't know, actual NPCs. For sure, for sure. I mean, Miyazaki is actually, you know, I, I don't think they'll do that. Mm. I also hope they will do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and th- They don't even have to have him fight or as someone that you could summon, but just throw him in the game. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I kind of honestly feel like maybe he deserves it at this point in time. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, Miyazaki has a bit of like a tongue-in-cheek um, sort of like very playful personality, I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I think, evidenced in all of his games. But in particular, I'm sure there's lots of these and other stuff. And I never... I mean, there's never been confirmation that this is actually the, the Easter egg that I think it is. But in Dark Souls 1, um, there's the famous Paladin Leroy that, in, that invades you, which no one knows for sure, but everyone assumes is a reference to the Leroy Jenkins internet uh, mm. World of Warcraft videos. Okay, which, yeah. I don't know, have you seen that? I've heard of it, yeah. You really should watch it. It's mm. fucking hilarious. Uh, there's just this, this Paladin who, like, it turns out that the whole thing was a hoax. And they just did it as like a marketing video for like their their clan kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But everyone thought it was real for a long time. And there's this like completely insane. It's like guys gathering to to like do a crazy dungeon raid. There's like sixty players or something. And everyone's wondering like when they're all talking strategy and like wondering when Leroy's gonna get there. And suddenly uh, Leroy just like jumps into the match. <laughs> so like like yells out something like okay guys let's go and then immediately runs into the dungeon and everyone's just like Leroy what are you doing like you're supposed to wait for us and he aggroes like every single monster in the entire dungeon and he becomes this like epic clusterfuck of his <laughs> entire clan getting essentially ritualistically slaughtered while he's just like running around like an idiot and then like eventually like dips out I think kind of thing it's just this but all that to say, Paladin Leroy, it seems like he's a reference to that. Right. Right? So I think that Miyazaki has the kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek, sort of, like, playful mentality that, like, maybe he wouldn't be past him to put... Imagine Miyazaki is Let Me Solo Her. Wow. <laughs> That's blowing my mind right there. <laughs> Hot take. Like you said, yeah, people can summon... He's planning on moving on to uh, New Game Plus 2, eventually. He's currently in New Game Plus 1. But before he moves on to New Game Plus 2, he intends to help other players in his spare time for a while longer and notes you can find his summon sign outside Millennia's door on PC only, usually between 3 and 10 p.m. CST. So he plays a lot. Guy plays a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, 3 and 10. Jesus, man. Yeah. No, I mean, he's uh, he's he's clearly hardcore. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a full-time job. Pretty much, yeah. Anyways, I wish that I could someday maybe encounter the legendary Let Me Solo. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, yeah. it will never happen. Well, this, uh, anyways, it's just a great story. Um, it's hilarious. Yeah, it it yeah. just cracked me up. And, if anything, it makes me appreciate the... I mean, I've always loved the community of FromSoft games. Yeah. And, yeah. like, it's this kind of shit that, like, is just totally awesome. Well, yeah, this this being my first one, it's it's just like, yeah, it just makes me like it even more. I know? feel like you get it now, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you knew there was something there for a long time, but, like... It wasn't for me. There was too much. Too, it was too... Yeah, there was just too much. Yeah. And um, and I didn't have the uh, the patience, the time, or the... Uh, like, I just didn't care. For sure, for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, having people explain... Having people explain what's what makes such a difference, mm-hmm. you know, like be like, okay, well, this is how this works. This is a scaling business. This is, you know, you really dude, does. that really changes things. And also, I didn't know that the Souls games had the same summoning stuff, so that might have made a difference too. <laughs> but uh, for sure, man, for sure. Anyways, it's uh, it's very cool. Well, I'm happy you enjoy this one. <laughs> uh, moving on to number four, 
Hello Games says new project is so ambitious it would quote unquote seem impossible with a 1,000 person team. This is April 13th. I got this headline off IGN, and this is an exclusive IGN uh, between Hello Games' Sean Murray and IGN, um, which is not that surprising because they worked together a lot uh, with um, marketing and announcements when the first, you know, when No Man's Sky initially uh, was released. I pulled out this headline because. No Man's Sky is a very interesting property to me mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, I mean, obviously everyone knows extremely controversial. Um, I also was attracted to this news headline because on uh, Colin Moriarty's show Sacred Symbols, uh, he discussed it with Chris and uh, Dustin, and they kind of shadow over it a bit. Hmm. Um, maybe that's a little strong. They were certainly heavily critical. Okay. Uh, and basically because, I mean, with very good reason. Well, yeah. Because they were saying, like, why the hell is Sean Murray... Because, you know, the, the whole story of No Man's Sky, I mean, it was released in 2016. It's one of the biggest industry uh, stories of, like, overpromising. Mm-hmm. It's like... it's all, it, it has similarities to the cyberpunk uh, sort of fiasco. But they delivered in the end. They're very different. Like, also, like, the, you know, the, the initial scope of the project and size of the teams were dramatically different. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like... No Man's Sky's, uh, excuse me, Hello Games' No Man's Sky really was an indie project. You know, Cyberpunk is not an indie project. Right. Um, there's differences, but there's a lot of similarities too. Um, and like you said, uh, they did actually kind of deliver in the end. I mean, No Man's Sky has been, I mean, for people unfamiliar with the trajectory, it's been getting really substantial, massive updates. First of all, I had to double, when I, I did a bit of a double take when I saw this was released in 2016. I was like, is it really that long ago? Like, wow. Jesus Christ. Um, but the most, the more impressive thing... Is that the same year as The Witcher? Uh, it might be. Jesus. I'm not sure. Uh, it's a while ago, man. Yo. Um, I mean, I bought No Man's Sky at launch. I was very disappointed. But the fact that they have been consistently, like, if you look at the Wikipedia for No Man's Sky, it's fucking ludicrous the amount of major content updates they've made. Hmm. I read through the entire thing on my way here. There's been, like, I want to say between one and three like, big major updates every year since 2016. Hmm. All the way up till now. You know, to the point where the game is, like, totally... It's it's dramatically different than... I mean, they, so there was people complained about the fact that there was no multiplayer at launch, where, you know, he, he'd promised that you'd be able to, like, find other players. It turned out to be total bullshit. People were really upset. You know, they first, like, they started by adding in instanced multiplayer, where in certain zones you could mm-hmm. actually co-op with people. And they've since improved it to the point where you can now, I believe, not only like free roam with parties of people, both on planet and into the galaxy and beyond, but there's even like some, some something to do with hub zones, kind of like in Destiny, where you can go to a central place where there's just people around hmm. that you're not even playing with that you could play with if you wanted to. So, I mean, they've really, not to mention, I think the game is maybe cross-platform too. I no. could be mistaken, but I think I read something about cross-platform. I mean, the amount of distance it's come from the beginning. It's huge. It's completely insane. They've completely overhauled, like, massive systems, like base building was added that wasn't even there to begin with. Um, They've overhauled uh, ground combat, the amount amount and difficulty of enemies you can find on planets to fight. Um, They just recently made an update called... I'll just read this headline. They just recently uh, made an update, No Man's Sky Outlaws update at Space Pirates. It's some sort of, like, Han Solo shit where there's, like, space pirate bases underground that you can, like, smuggle illegal goods out of and, like, get chased by people or chase chase space pirates, some shit like that. It sounds really cool. It's just, like, another... They added, like, classes of ships, new classes of ships in this update, too, that have never existed before. I think the class of ships is fairly limited. Okay. So they added entirely new classes of ships also. Oh, it is cross-play, too. To me, it looks cool. It does. It does. 
And apparently it is crossplay, at least between PS and um, PC. There you go. Pretty cool. That's all it said on the Wikipedia was PlayStation and PC. Right. It didn't right. say Xbox. So okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so to come back to what Colin was saying, they kind of shadow uh, on him because of the fact that he's like... They're sort of, their perspective is like, okay, again, Sean Murray, like, promising shit that, like, you know, he's clearly, like, going, you know, sort of, I don't know how to describe it. Like, he's clearly, you know, trying to hype people up with, like, some crazy new project, and, like, why is he doing that? Did he not learn anything? And I, I see where they're coming from, but my perspective is dramatically different. I don't know what, you, what, you know, what's, what's your read on the whole? Depends how long it took to become, you know, playable <clears throat> um, from launch, you know? how Because, I mean, again... 2016 is a long time ago. I mean, it took forever, but he did not only what he promised, but way more than that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, he fully delivered, and he he is still and has been giving way more than they even said they would in the beginning. But if it took six years, and another generation of console has come out in the meantime, I don't really care how much you fixed it. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. I I disagree, but fair enough. Let me read a little clip from the article here. Um, so just to come back to this for a second. Speaking to IGN, studio co-founder and managing director Sean Murray said that while it's not a sequel to No Man's Sky, the new game is just as ambitious. He said, for a while now, we've been working on something pretty ambitious in the background. It's a small team, but we like it that way. Similar to No Man's Sky, it's the kind of project that even if we had a thousand people working on it, it would still seem impossible. Uh, the game is in very early development as of September last year, but Murray reassured, reassured that while No Man's Sky is still receiving regular updates and isn't finished by a long shot, the two games aren't impacting each other's development. No Man's Sky is not being held back by the next project, but neither is the new thing being slowed by No Man's Sky, he said. We're lucky enough to be able to allow folks to move freely to work on what excites them. I kind of believe him with that. Um, that's pretty much it. He, I mean, he also states in the interview that they learned their lesson about talking about games too early after No Man's Sky's open and controversial pre-release. I mean, I don't take the perspective of Colin at all on this. Go ahead. If he learned his lesson and he still said that it, they wouldn't be able to do it with a thousand-man team, what the fuck is he talking about he learned his lesson? Well, that's just setting yourself up for failure so you don't get shat on after because you couldn't accomplish what it's, you know. Here's know. another way of looking at it. He's not actually saying anything in this. Okay. The lesson that they that they needed to learn was to not promise things that you're not going to deliver. Right. All he's saying is, is as ambitious. It's an as, ambitious project. As ambitious as No Man's Sky. Similar to No Man's Sky, it is the kind of project that even if we had a thousand people working on it, it would still seem impossible. Yeah. To me, that sounds like you're giving yourself a landing pad for when you fail. Listen, maybe it is, but my point is that like I don't think. See, I want what Sean Murray thinks is a good idea. Mm. Like, I don't believe that he can necessarily deliver it, and I don't believe that it's not necessarily going to be a train wreck, but I still want to see what his insane idea of a good thing to do is. Yeah. Because that's what was cool about No Man's Sky, was that, like, yeah, he prom. I mean, they prom. Like this, no Man's Sky was one of the most like overhyped games like ever. Yeah, right? I got a buddy that got it too, and was like, "What the fuck did I do?" Dude, I paid eighty bucks on day one. I was fucking pissed off, mm-hmm. right? But the fact remains, like, they do do crazy shit, mm-hmm. and he completely delivered and way more. You know, four or five years after. So I, I mean, my perspective is, I want to see what crazy ideas are in Sean Murray's mind because if anybody is going to make fucked up weird shit like this, it's going to be companies him. don't make stuff like this, mm. right? The only thing I can think of recently that's even remotely similar is Elite Dangerous. That's Dan yeah. Braben's, 
Which, you know, someone needs to take up the torch of, like, first of all, there needs to be a space sim on console, right? Because, you know, they just announced that they're going to halt the development on console for Elite Dangerous, right? Mm. It just got too overwhelming for them and they, right. can't, they can't handle it anymore. But, like, that was the only other game that was doing really unique stuff and it's way too, like, heavy space simmy for me. Wasn't there that other, wasn't Elite Dangerous? Um, it had the, we talked about it at one point. Oh, my God. Um, it had a massive, the largest space battle ever. You're thinking of EVE Online. EVE Online. Which is a PC-only one. Yeah. But I kind of wish that I could try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about in terms of space sim over yeah. just like, boom, everything out there, right? No, EVE Online's totally mental. It's also more of like a um, uh, MMORPG. Right. Kind of. Okay. And it's also a very, I think it's a strategy game. Right. Right? Like, these, like this is an action game, which is mm-hmm. just like a little unique. Um, but anyways, my point is... I get what Colin means by like, hey, Sean, can you fucking reel it in there, bud? <laughs> like, that makes sense. Mm. But also, I want people like this promising shit they can't deliver. Because clearly, what the way this guy thinks is he's not concerned about the fact that, like, he's going to believe he can do it no matter what, and he's just going to go do it. He went and did it with this game. And who ca- I mean, yeah, it took five years to do, but he did it. Have you played it since it's been fixed? No, I would like to. But there is a lot of reports online of, of like, first-hand people being, like... Oh, excuse I fr- me. First-hand accounts of people being, like, not only is this game fixed, but it's, like, actually really fun now. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing this from, like, various sources for, me like, too. a long time. Me too. I believe it because there's been enough different people saying that that I'm, like... What I meant, though, was even I, though it was fixed and you heard it was fixed, has yeah. it drawn you back even though you spent the $80 six years ago. Well, I actually did start downloading it today and I, okay. I am going to try it. Cool. Um, I was going to say to you too, I mean, if you feel like trying it, like, it, it might be like one of those things where it's like really often like ten bucks mm. or five even, you okay, know what I mean? Because cool. it's like so fucking old. Mm-hmm. Like, it might be worth checking out just because I was drawn in by, well, I mean, I, I read the the laundry list of all these updates uh, on, on my way over here and like, they're really, they sound impressive. Mm. You know, like, this is still not my go-to kind of game at all. Right. But I was, you know, the the re- same reasons why I was intrigued to begin with, like the be- the, the just the beautiful nature of their art design, um, and just the idea of exploring space in a really weird, fantastical, not that simulationy mm. sort of environment because it's arcade, right? right? Like that's what's what appeal what uh, brings me in because I know I can't handle like uh, elite dangerous level. Right you know, sort of space sim stuff. But this is just, like, thrusters, guns, that's it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, you can go seamlessly from... I mean, that was the appeal when it started, which was actually there when it started. You can go from the planet, get in your ship, and just fly into the atmosphere and then into a different planet. Right. There's no loading screens ever. That's cool. It just goes. It's it's nuts. You know, it's totally Mm -hmm. nuts. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, like, Mm -hmm. I want what this guy thinks is impossible because he tries to do it. And nobody else tries to do shit like this. Games this ambitious, like projects this insane. Like someone needs to do the projects that are insane. Because mm-hmm. he delivered on it a long time later. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he did close. He is a closer. Yes, he didn't close then, but he closed now. Fair enough. And I don't know. I mean, to me, that's that's worth... It's worth seeing what comes out of this uh, little insane guy's mind. Kind yeah, of thing, fair know? enough. But... Um, so yeah, I really just I see it from a totally different perspective than like Colin's uh, comment makes hundred percent sense. Mm-hmm. I just to me it's the wrong way to look looking at it. Fair enough. And the right way is more like nobody does this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like these things don't come out of Ubisoft or like other big companies. Like we need small like you know a little bit unrealistic teams to like inspired. Yeah. You know, yeah. like uh, to yeah. actually have a goal and or actually have something in mind. You know. Totally. 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 Anyways, all that to say. I am curious about this game, and 
you know, just to bring to people's attention again, No Man's Sky is apparently in a good place. That's what people say. I'm going to take right? a look at it at the, uh, the later, see what... Uh, I'm going to look for sales. I still don't know if it's the kind of game that I can get into, but I'm at least going to try it now and see how it feels mm -hmm. compared to when it... Because I really haven't touched the game in five years. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And allegedly, it is absolutely almost com like almost unrecognizable now from when it started. Right. So, I don't know. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But, um, moving on. Yeah. Last but not least, Cyberpunk 2077 expansion release date targeted for 2023. This yeah, is April 13th. I don't care. <laughs> I got this off IGN. Uh, IGN got this from directly from Cyberpunk's Twitter account. I'm still bitter about the fucking. <laughs> oh, same here, man. About the co-op. <laughs> uh, here's a, a here's a tweet. As it was mentioned in at CD Projekt Red IR financial call moments ago, Cyberpunk 2077's upcoming expansion will arrive in 2023. Please stay tuned for more details coming later this year. So, this is the first confirmation of uh, actual sort of like release window for uh, the Cyberpunk expansion. We've known that they've been uh, working on something for a while. This also came alongside the fact that the Witcher's PS5 upgrade just got delayed. Uh, here's another headline, Witcher 3 next-gen upgrade delayed again as CDPR takes over development. It's a bad look. It also seems to be mostly political. Uh, because to me, um, the, the company working on The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt's PS5 upgrade was Saber Interactive, and Saber Interactive, if I'm not mistaken, is Russian-owned, and I think it's just a, a desire to not be associated with uh, Russian development at the moment. Right, but just, me... just like not letting Russians run in the Boston Marathon and stuff like that, because that makes so much sense. <laughs> hey, listen, man, I mean, it's not, it's not their fault that there's politics going on and, like, whatever they think. It, I mean, I also... It's not the developer's fault either. No, for sure, no. But, I mean, it's a very understandable... Like, they may not even want to do this, but they may feel like they have no choice because mm. of, like, PR reasons. You know what I mean? Like, who knows, right? Mm. Um, I also think it's a little weird to do it so late in... Because Witcher 3's uh, next-gen console... Uh, sorry, Witcher 3's next-gen PS5 release was supposed to be... I can't remember when, but I feel like this summer. Like, it was supposed to be very soon. Mm. And it was. it must have been pretty close to finished. Oh, they did the Evil Dead game. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. And World War Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, they. Oh, I mean, Snow Runner. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, Saber Interactive is like all over the place. Like they do a whole lot of like um, a whole lot of shit that you know. You know? Yeah, I didn't. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of World War Z, but uh, Snow Runner actually, like, dude, if there was ever a super boring ass trucking game, I was gonna play, <laughs> that would be the one. I mean, listen, maybe, maybe I'm. Uh, what's the word? Like. Um, seeing things out of nothing but I feel like it was it was probably politically motivated don't know but I really don't know I mean maybe they were unhappy with the development team at Saber Interactive I don't I really I really have no idea mm. I just don't get why they would remove it at such a late stage in the process to bring it internal it seems like wouldn't it just be easier to let them finish it kind of thing I don't I don't know you know but yeah. um, maybe they don't want the you know they don't want it to be made from there because that'll give it a bad look. Or Maybe. that might influence some people's purchasing. Oh, well, that comes from Russia. I'm not buying it. Yeah, yeah. I, I assume it must be political. But, yeah. um, That's a fair assumption, I think. I, I, guess, I guess it could just be for, for other development reasons. But mostly, you know, I just wanted to report on this because I still think about Cyberpunk multiplayer. And I did think it was interesting that they, out of the um, financial call, the factoids mentioned during the meeting include... Cyberpunk 2077 has sold 18 million units, while The Witcher 3 has passed 40 million units. Company also confirmed end of development on the Red Engine multiplayer tech that was originally expected to be included in Cyberpunk 2077, as CD Projekt Red pivots to Unreal Engine 5 for Witcher 4. 
So we f we do finally have confirmation that Red Engine multiplayer is done, mm -hmm. which is just really nice because they've never actually said that before. Mm. So I'm happy to finally hear that, and I'm actually kind of a little bit. I mean, we were talking yesterday. I'm a little bit op optimistic for this game's multiplayer in the future because I feel like I kind of believe them when they say that they want to put multiplayer in everything. Mm. You know, because I feel like that very much makes sense from like a business perspective, uh, and I feel like. Cyberpunk from the beginning was almost I mean my girlfriend was always was joking literally all the time that she's like you're playing Grand, the Grand Theft Auto again which is mm -hmm. her, her her mind's uh, idea of what Grand Theft Auto's name is mm -hmm. but she was always calling Cyberpunk Grand Theft Auto she's like you're just doing Grand Theft Auto again and I'm like after a while I started to realize that like she's kind of right I mean externally this actually does look pretty much exactly like Grand Theft Auto mm -hmm. with a small slick coat of Cyberpunk paint right yeah pretty much yeah but to me, it always made sense that like well, in third to first person, but yeah, for sure, for sure. But the driving is still in third is in third person, just like in GTA, mm -hmm. right? So when she was, I mean, she mostly saw me driving, I think, mm -hmm. right? I was doing like, let's be honest, the gameplay is like at least for me was like fifty percent driving, okay, <laughs> which I like. Yeah, that, that's 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 not a criticism, um, but I feel like it makes so much sense to emulate the GTA, the GT, GT. That's Gran Turismo. The GTA Online model of multiplayer, and and I feel like the Cyberpunk. When you look at the game from the outside, you almost see you almost see in it the fact that they were looking at this, thinking we can make this into a massively multiplayer environment, mm -hmm. right? With the exact same kind of shit that you have in Grand Theft Auto, just skin reskinned for like Cyberpunk stuff, you know. Um, and I I kind of believe that it makes the most sense for them to keep investing in that world, and it makes me wonder if maybe they're just gonna pivot this to Unreal Engine hmm. like maybe that's part of what the appeal of Unreal Engine is is that it's, an, it's a really known quantity in terms of like designing multiplayer spaces maybe they feel that they can do that a lot easier maybe they're gonna work on The Witcher 4 and then once they've done all the because Red Engine it went from Witcher 3 to Cyberpunk Mm. Right? Maybe they're just planning a really similar thing for Witcher 4. They're going to do Witcher 4 first in Unreal Engine 5. They're going to nail down that tech and exactly how it works with their shit because they're going to have to ingest all their assets from like old stuff, right? Or at least, I mean, they're going to do some new stuff, obviously, too, but they're going to have to rework the way they used to work into the new system. Mm -hmm. So, in a similar way, maybe they'll also transition their cyberpunk stuff and just rewrite it in a new engine that works better with better support from the external company they don't have to worry about the it breaking all the time you know yada 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 i don't know man i mean to me i actually feel like this maybe bodes well for the future of cyberpunk hmm. maybe. i have a uh, full kind of guy i see i guess i guess it's more that i just i can't i can't get over how rich the cyberpunk world is of a of, a, of an ip to, to plunder mm. for like disgusting multiplayer microtransaction stuff you know what i mean yeah it's just like it's perfect for it. Yeah. And I guess that's the thing that makes me think maybe it actually will come out at some point. I don't know. It could be cool. I mean, that's... If they ever do it, but by then I won't care. I'll definitely still care. Mm. Yeah, I think I like Cyberpunk too much. Yeah. Yeah, but I really like the role-playing game also. Right. Um, really, uh, the books are super cool and... Uh, mm. I, I follow, like, every single Artelzorian release. Like, I'm always, like, okay. buying them as soon as they come out. It did turn out the Cyberpunk was the Shadowrun that I always wanted. Right. The exact same thing with no magic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I... But, um, I don't know, man. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm curious about the expansion. I would like to, I mean, I'll see what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if I'll play it, but I am curious about the game. You know, it's not an empty husk. Like, they did some things in the game that were really cool. I still maintain that the first mission is one of the best things I've ever played in the game. Uh, a lot of the other stuff is garbage, but, you know, uh, they could do something good, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm curious. Yeah, fair enough.
But um, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. What do you think? Yeah, I've got nothing. Uh, I, I anything CD Projekt, just kind of I take it with a grain of salt. I don't, uh, I don't trust them. I just don't trust them at all, and I don't care. And another delay, big fucking shock. Maybe by twenty twenty six, The Witcher four will be out. I think I'm just morbidly curious mm. if the studio is going to completely implode. Or if they're going to knock some massive success out of the park. I kind of hope they do, honestly. Implode. Their team I'm size. so bitter about the multiplayer that I'm just like, you know what, CD? I don't give a shit. I feel like they're going to be fucked soon because the team size grew so dramatically for, for Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and their, like, their meteoric rise to success, like they influxed so many employees and they became so big. And yes, it sold 18 million copies, but like that can only take you so long. Well, and how many people of those 18 million are pissed off at them about it? Uh, That's what I'm wondering. Is I like, know a handful at least. Um, how are they going to make? I mean, I'm pissed off as hell. How are they going to make? I wasn't even money? including you. I know, no, I know. <laughs> but how are they going to make money? That's what I right? mean. They have to do something, right? Like, if there's the no online microtransactions, what like? That's why I'm optimistic. Is because I'm like mm-hmm. online microtransactions makes the most sense. Yeah, just copy the people who are doing it well. You know, yeah, well, like, yeah. That, well, know. the people that are doing it, you can see the appeal. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Anyways, yeah, no, I don't know, man. Uh, I just have no faith in them, <laughs> and I just uh, until my mind is blown by them, I'm always gonna not give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna assume they're gonna shit the bed. Yeah, and um, <laughs> that's it. I mean, listen, CD Pro is no Sean Murray. Mm-hmm. Like for all his like the negative stuff you can say about him, he did deliver. Exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. That's <laughs> they what are I mean. not Sean Murray. I, well, maybe they. Uh, I don't know because even you did enjoy the game a fair bit. Even yeah, before all the fixes, yeah. even on the base PS4, I, I do sincerely believe it's a decent game. Yeah, yeah. So it's I not mean, mind blowing, but it's decent. Yeah. Right. So I mean, it's not that they didn't deliver so much. As, mm-hmm. Well, they didn't deliver on the co-op, but yeah. um, overall, again, you found the game pretty okay. Yeah. So can't really blame them for that. It's just no. the only reason I bought it was for co-op, <laughs> and then right after I, I think it was the day after I bought it. Um, it just got back on the store. Yeah. It was like... I remember, yeah. I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll buy it. I'll learn the <laughs> mechanics and stuff for when online comes out, just so I know what I'm doing. And then, like, I think it was the next day, maybe, like, three or something, but very recently after that, uh, they were like, okay, yeah, we're not doing it. I was like, you have got to be fucking kidding. <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> uh, I totally hear you, man. No, you was crying over spilt milk. That's what they say. Mm. Yeah. Uh, know, well, man. listen, I, I mean, like I think milk. I think that's all we've got for you for this week. Yeah. I mean, maybe stay tuned next time. I feel like we might be doing a fireside chat about video games. Sorry, movies based on video games well, and or television shows. We also might be handling the news. We might be talking about Evil Dead the game. That's something that's on both of our radars. I might talk about Biota's launch trailer, which Teague thinks looks like... Amazing. It looks like the best <laughs> game ever um, for Josh. yeah that's all we got for you yeah so hope you found something to enjoy there hope you don't mind the new format oh and right real quick before we leave I meant to give a shout out to Chris Holt friend of the show oh also prolific writer on (laughs) Forbes Uh, and he he just came out with an article on Overwatch 2's beta no excuse me Overwatch 2's alpha right his first hand impressions I wanted to give it just a really quick short plug to his article, mostly because I think it's extremely well written. Yeah. Uh, and it's very informative. It's also very inside baseball. If you're into Overwatch, you should read the article. Absolutely. Yeah. The article is entitled Overwatch 2 PvP Beta Preview. This is the kick in the tail Overwatch needed. Like I said, by Chris Holt, April 21st. Uh, I will read a small quote from the article because I thought it was fun. 
In short, Overwatch 2's PvP is absolutely the kick in the tail Overwatch has needed for the last couple of years. It's tremendous fun and it builds on the legacy of the original game in thrilling ways. Don't get me wrong, I still love the live game. It has been in a pretty solid place for a while in terms of balance and overall feel, but the lack of new heroes, maps, and major content updates for the core game modes over the last two years has deeply hurt Overwatch. This early version of Overwatch 2 PvP will go some way toward fixing all of that. Uh, and then uh, Chris goes on to outline all the changes they're doing. Uh, there's a change to 5v5 versus 6v6, I believe, uh, and then a whole lot of like inside baseball stuff. The point is, it sounds like it's it's in good shape. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I would strongly recommend anybody interested in Overwatch 2, go check out the article. I'll get one, again, one real quick snippet from the end. The alpha was a fantastic first showcase for Overwatch 2. Team 4 has built an exciting foundation for what's to come. I'm eager to find out what's next for PvP. Though some of these big changes were long overdue, it's a heck of a time for Blizzard to open up the first beta amid harassment and misconduct lawsuits and accusations that have been laid against its parent company over the last nine months. Still, the Overwatch team has put together something special here while retaining the essence of the original game. This feels like a huge step forward for the franchise. I can't wait for the beta servers to open up, not only so I can dive back in again, but so many more people can check out all the enormous changes in Overwatch 2. Hope to see you there on Tuesday. Hopefully Mystery Heroes, if that's switched on. And that's it. Cool. So, you know, I think it looks pretty neat. If anyone's a huge Overwatch fan out there, I would strongly recommend going to check it out. Um, on Forbes. It's just the kind of inside baseball shit that I loved about Destiny. Right. Just for Overwatch. Right. You know, like if this was about Elden Ring, I would be all over it. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so anyways, Chris, thank you for the article. Appreciate it. And uh, take care. Bye for now.